0: BDC, the Bank for Canadian Entrepreneurs, is a proud partner of the Startup Women podcast. BDC is here for women entrepreneurs in their efforts to move forward and achieve their business goals. To meet their specific needs, BDC provides financing, strategic advice, and has a wide selection of free resources. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women. BDC is here for what's ahead. The Scotiabank Women Initiative is a signature program designed to increase economic opportunity for individuals who identify as women or non-binary to be successful now and in the future. This unique offering helps women pursue their best professional and financial futures by providing unbiased access to capital and tailored solutions, bespoke specialized education, holistic advisory services, and mentorship. For more information, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. You're listening to the Startup Women podcast on the Startup Canada podcast network, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. On the Startup Women podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and all of the support that you need to make your vision a reality faster. This podcast is a production of Startup Canada, Canada's entrepreneurship organization, and is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. I'm your host, Kayla Isabel, CEO at Startup Canada. Welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have Evelyn Yaro on our show today. Years ago, Evelyn found herself doing fieldwork among beautiful wild mango trees in Chad. She was introduced to a family where the mother and kids proceeded to expertly climb the trees in the hot sun to harvest mangoes for her to eat. Towards the end, Evelyn was told to pay the husband when it was the wife that had just picked the mangoes. She felt a knot of anger in her heart as she customarily handed the money over to the man. Evelyn thought to herself, this happens everywhere around the world and it's wrong, and was motivated to improve the lives of women from there. That's when she decided to start Ellie Bianca, a natural skincare line built on the pillars, kind to your skin, kind to the earth, kind to women. Evelyn moved to Canada from Kenya at the age of 17 and put herself through a bachelor's and a master of science while being a single mom. She built Ellie Bianca to be an example to her daughter of what women are capable of and to empower other women to succeed. She sources ingredients from women in Africa, mentors other women entrepreneurs, and runs the Ellie Bianca Woman Scholarship for Single Mothers. Now in its sixth year of operation, Ellie Bianca boasts 34 all natural products. With Evelyn's background as a chemist, their products are scientifically formulated and natural ingredients and are environmentally friendly, organic, and non GMO. Recently, as a result of the pandemic, they have pivoted and are manufacturing organic sanitizers and liquid hand soaps to keep customers safe. Welcome to the show,
1: Evelyn. Thank you so much, Kayla. Thank you for having me. Really, really excited uh, to be on this morning. Me too. And so let's just dive right in, Evelyn. What's
0: the most important thing that you want our audience to take away from today's chat?
1: you know there's so much but um i'm gonna pull my mother's advice which is you know to build a successful business you know you need three ingredients um consistency so showing up when you don't feel like you know that morning when you don't feel like getting up like today (laughs) like i have to get up you know find something that propels you forward to jump out of bed discipline you have to be disciplined Mm -hmm. you know and and um Actually, the other ingredient she said to me was, um, luck will find you. So when you're consistent, when you're disciplined, when you're showing up, when you don't feel like, you'll be shocked as as you show up that you're going to meet someone out there who'll be like, hey, what about this opportunity?
0: I love that. Consistency, discipline, and luck will find you. That's a great way to kick off the episode. So your bio so beautifully covered the big why of your entrepreneurial journey, which I just love how you you almost storytell through this inception story. Um, But why did you decide to launch a retail skincare brand? Walk us through that part of your entrepreneurial journey.
1: You know, that that moment, so of course, uh, one piece that sometimes people don't know about my story is that, um, you know, I, I worked in all over the world. I did lots of engineering projects. You know, some of them, you know, you do... And you move on, you know. It's like my, my boss used to tell me, "You're as good as your next project." You know, you finish the project, and even just before you 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 hand over the files, you know, you ask your drawings, you're already um, thinking about your next project, and there's no impact. And that moment when I was in Chad, at that I mean, I can see it so well. I was reminded that I can't be as good as my next project always. I need to do something that leaves a footprint. Mm. You know, it's kind of bringing that beyond the song of I was here. You know, mm. when all of it is said and done, I want, um, you know, others to know that I was here, that there was a girl that came from Kisi, Kenya, and, and she left a footprint and it might not be like a humongous footprint it could be just a small dot um, and that's that. That's why I say no. Enough is enough. Um, you know these challenges that are happening in Africa. You know the women, um, you know being asked to pay the husband. It happens in North America in different forms. And we need to start having conversations that will ignite. Um, you know, us moving forward, making a little bit of a difference. Um, And that's how I started skincare. And I thought, you know, every woman uses product, so these will ignite a conversation.
0: And, you know, looking at the product development and manufacturing, we've gone into it through your your bio slightly. Um, But from idea to the go to market, how has that process evolved um, with Ellie Bianca's first product and then now shifting to the pandemic sanitizer line? How has that evolution um, gone for you, especially staying true to the the original inception of Ellie Bianca and connecting to women?
1: You know, it's... um it's never it's never an easy journey you know so that's why i say like today i'm supposed to be in the lab uh, or getting ready to head to the lab so it's never an easy journey i wanted authentic products from the start so i wanted to really make products that women can use women can relate with so our formulas are original everything that we make is original and it takes time and i can remember from the start where how we started on with a with lip balm and I was so naive. I remember going to my um, bank manager saying, Hey, I'm starting a skincare line. And he looked at me like, what do you mean? You know, you're running a super successful engineering company. You, mm-hmm. You're willing to uh, he, he literally put it, put it that way. It's like, are you sure you want to start selling uh, $7 or $4 lip balms? You know how many you have to sell to get mm. to the same revenue that you're making with your engineering business? And I said, "Yeah, I actually want to do it." He kind of brushed me off. Then the next time I met him, I had the the lip balm itself. So I said, "Look, here's the lip balm. You can go try it. This business is starting." So he looked at me and says, "If you must do it, then." I am going to introduce you to our consulting uh, group so they can help you set it up properly. And, you know, that is the best investment I ever made to our business because we got together. I mean, I knew how to run engineering projects, but I had not in uh, launched a skincare and these of course we know that this is a super competitive space you know and i did and i already of course i also had these parameters i want my products to be 100 natural i want to create the formulas there was just a lot that i wanted to be sustainable i want the social aspect to it And slowly we sat in a room and we started having conversation of how do I make sure that all these components are included in the brand? That's why you see our three pillars, kind to your skin, kind to the earth, kind to women. You know, kind to your skin, meaning we'll always be kind to your skin, we'll always be natural. We'll always source ingredients that are going to be skin food to your skin, kind to the earth we are going to make sure that sustainability is at the core. You know, we will not compromise. We will promote um, conservation uh, and and everything that makes uh, sustainability. And then, of course, the core of it is the reason that it all started is that we will be kind to women. We'll find opportunities to lift other women along the way. So there we were. And I said, you know, when when we become a billion-dollar brand, because we will, I want to make sure that I won't forget this, this, is, this will be along the way. These pillars will govern us.
0: Yeah, and keep you sort of true to, to your raison d'etre from the very beginning. I love that, that that North Star, even as the business evolves and, you know, you add new products or you shift um, into to different areas, those three pillars can still be such a beautiful guiding force of the business and for your team. Um, so I think that's a really helpful lesson for entrepreneurs that are starting to build, um, really staying true to that core. And that will always serve you, I think, throughout the, the development of your business. That's
1: exactly it. So just really putting that down, put it down actually um, in writing, based- power mm. in that so you can see it put it in a wall you know always make sure that it's out there like that in everything and everything you're doing that you know that those that guiding um you know principle is is with you always and that's kind of how we started um we put out we worked on our first product the lip balm and I remember sending um you know my lip balms to various organic stores mm. you know and calling people and people will just look at me like you must be out of your mind. There's lots of lip balms, <laughs> which you, you think mm. somebody wants another lip balm, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And um, I kept on with R and D, um, and we made our first skin oil. And I remember going to Canada's largest trade show um, with my lip balm and my one oil. And here I am looking at all the store like the other brands with their boots set up so nicely and i was like oh my gosh evelyn you must be bold and people will walk by just because i was ridiculously ridiculously not prepared (laughs) and they will walk by and they'll be like wow you must be bold to come with this to the trade show Mm -hmm. but what was interesting is our distributor that distributes our products across canada now it, we caught their eye and mm. I stopped and said, you know, if I see you here next year, here's my card, talk to me. Mm. So I showed up the following year. I was there. And at that point, of course, I have learned. So I tell a, 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 a nugget there for the listeners is be quick to learn. You know, you don't have to be 100% ready to go because sometimes it doesn't happen. And sometimes we women want that perfection, right? The, oh, I need to put everything. I need to package everything. Everything needs to look perfect. No, sometimes you're not going to be ready, ready, ready. So 80% is good enough, but be quick to learn. So I went there that year, I learned. I learned the industry. I made relationships, made connections. And then the following year, I went back prepared. I had products. I had a little bit more of a collection. You know, my booth was a little bit better. I had marketing material to give out. And I was so lucky. One of the executives of Whole Foods, walked by and she noted our product. She said, whoa, I love the packaging. I love the mission behind this brand. I love the ingredient because that's one thing. I don't, I I never compromise on the ingredients that go into our products. And she's like, I would love to see these products at our stores. Here's my card, Mm. reach out to me. I got chills, I love that. (laughs) And that is how this lady opened up opportunities for us uh, because now I went back to the distributor that same day. And I was like, guess what? We are going to have one of your largest customer uh, come on board with our brand. And uh, the distributor was able to bring us on board. And of course we were able to distribute us across the country and able to access, um, you know, other brands, other retailers that we didn't have access to. So, you know, I could hear my mother's advice ringing, you know, be consistent, be disciplined, show up when you don't feel like, and luck will find you. If I hadn't come to Toronto that fall for that trade show, I could not have, that luck could not have found me in Calgary, for sure.
0: And building blocks, you know, you're planting seeds, and then you are coming back, and you are being disciplined in that follow-up. Like, all of these different things can build over time. Um, and, you know, you see so many entrepreneurs that people perceive to be an overnight success that has been built, you know, for decades prior. So I think that's that's really helpful uh, and comes back so beautifully to your mom's words of consistency, discipline, and, and the luck will find you. Amazing. So we talk, um, Evelyn, to a lot of product based businesses, a lot of entrepreneurs potentially looking to enter into the health or beauty um, space in retail. Um, If a listener is thinking of launching a venture into one of those sectors, and and maybe we, we talk about beauty for the sake of today's conversation, What team members or skill sets outside of these sort of soft components that you've been talking through, um, what do you think is most important to tap into there? Is it a background in, you know, chemistry or engineering like you have, something that brings that process orientation or that um, kind of chemical composition awareness, or is it something different? How can you really build um, the best team from the beginning of, of that type of business build?
1: I think you know that at the core of that is you, know, you need to know your offering. You know, what exactly mm. are you going to be putting forward? Because, not necessarily, I mean, I've seen amazing entrepreneurs launch products, even though they don't have the science background, because you can always hire um, a third party lab to make these products for you. Um, but I think the key component is knowing what is the product offering that you're putting forward. And then you need to know the regulator, especially if you're in the industry, like in the health and the health and wellness industry, like we are. You need to understand what are the regulatory components associated with, um, with the products that you're going to make. You know, I think that plays a key, key role, because I mean, even with sanitizers, I saw lots of companies get recalled during the pandemic, right, because everybody jumped on to make sanitizers. Um, But if you did not, and at that point, the government was super open. They were, you know, because we were in a crisis, right? Uh, but as soon as, you know, the, the, the gap was filled, the government was tracking down. Um, so know your regulatory requirements, whatever they are, whether you hire a consultant to help you, but never, that's for me, that's a piece that I never hand out to anyone. I own that because if, if there's any mess up anywhere, it's going to come to your name. It's going to come to you Um you know, I used to say it uh, when I was in corporate that who goes to jail, right? So you better figure out who is going to go to jail. You as a business owner, you're the one who goes to jail um, if anything is compromised. So regulatory, regulatory, regulatory. And that goes on to, you know, if you're venturing venturing into a new market, right? Know that regulatory climate, even before you start um, making product, because I've also seen people make tons and tons of product, or need to be told, oh, no, no, you cannot have that ingredient uh, in this uh, area, or that is not how we present it, that is not how the labels are are done. So to avoid mistakes, to avoid repeat work, know your regulatory setting.
0: I love that tip. That is such a practical takeaway for our audience and often something that you know, sort of gets potentially overlooked in the flurry. And you know, you're navigating so many different new parts of your business. But at the foundation, if you're not adhering to the regula- regulations, any industry you know, that you're venturing into, it could cause such massive headaches and roadblocks um, from just not doing a little bit of research that often you can find that information. Um, so that, that is such a, a helpful and important kind of foundational tool um, as, as you're looking to build a business.
1: Yeah. I mean, and even if you hire a consultant, cause you know, sometimes yeah. you might, ha- you might just say, you know what, I don't want st- to, I don't know where to start right now. Mm-hmm. even if you hire a consultant, make sure that they brief you clearly. So, you know, so you know what mm-hmm. is involved.
0: Agreed. We've covered, you know, being kind to skin, kind to earth, and your third core pillar is being kind to women. So obviously, being on the Startup Women podcast, we are very interested in seeing um, how you manifest this. So your, you know, your organization focuses very heavily on women's empowerment. Uh, but what does true impact in this space look like to you? Um, and how have you managed really being profitable while actually initiating positive change? What does that journey look like for you?
1: You know, I, I, for me, the way I always look at it, you know, there's no um, thriving economy without women being part of it, you know, coming. Saying it. <laughs> like, I came from Africa. i so how my mother will always bring women together, you know, they, they had this, they were at the center of making sure that the village was thriving, you know, from when there's weddings to when there's funerals, it's like they're in there when these kids going to university and kids being born. I saw that. And when we, even with, even with being marginalized, you know, they always found ways to thrive. They always found ways to thrive. And, um, You know i believe it right inside of me that you know in order for us to in order for any economy to be thriving women have to be at the center so i made that commitment because i mean previously i was involved in women in science women in engineering but i wasn't feeling like i was just making that change i needed to move the needle a little bit just for me you know Mm. and um that's why that pillar is so so key so here at ellie bianco of course you know we are women run women owned um i make every effort to make sure that um, i'm including women in the supply chain so the woman that prints Mm. that designs our uh, our packaging—it's a woman. The woman that prints, uh, or the company that prints uh, our our packaging—it's a woman-owned. Um, you know, even when I source overseas. I still try to make that effort of, you know, knowing, doing my due diligence of how, how is that company owned? How is the company run? So being, making that effort to make sure that women are part of um, the supply chain. And then, of course, you know, through our Ellie Bianca Women's Scholarship for Single Mothers to access um, post-secondary education. Um, and then, of course, I also know that, You know when you are driven by passion profit comes you know for me the three pillars govern us and really at the core of that is um, you know the the, being kind to women that is the driver and it's funny how as a result you know uh, our company is still moving forward we are still you know, we're still being profitable. Opportunities are still coming our way. I mean, even in the middle of the pandemic, we were able to hire more people instead of let go people. Um, And, you know, and of course, I think there's a huge movement now when it comes to equality and when it comes to inclusion, you know, making sure that, you know, we are, Women are being represented fairly, you know, so that is giving us a little bit of a, of a, a boost. I always say that there's never been a better time than now to be a, a woman entrepreneur. So like if a woman is thinking about starting a business, there's never been a better time than now.
0: I completely agree. And uh, mentioning, you know, the Ellie Bianca Women's Scholarship, I'd love to understand this a little bit more. Um, I think one of the the stats that you shared with our team is that only 24.5% of single mothers who work full-time hold a university degree, which is a pretty powerful stat. W- what is the Ellie Bianca Women's Scholarship, um, and how are you working towards changing that statistic? Walk us through what this scholarship looks like.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I, uh, I had my daughter, Ellie Bianca. So by the way, the brand is named after my daughter. Mm. I had her when I I was fairly young. I was just almost graduating from uh, my undergraduate degree and I was frightened. I was so scared for a girl who came to Canada with lots of ambition. I was like, oh my goodness, you know, now I'm pregnant. What am I going to do? And, um, you know, thanks to my mother, you hear my mom a lot. She's such a key pillar, you know, Mm. um, in my life, my mom saying, you know what? You're going to send that child to Africa and, uh, you're going to go on to do your masters. I said mom please I need to raise my child she goes okay if that's the case then I'm gonna come and together we'll raise the child Mm -hmm. so my mother left everything and she came to Canada and she stayed with me for two years and then she sent me an Annie after that and I was able to um, keep on working and um, you know start graduate school so but I know that if I did not have that mom that could leave everything, that there's no way I could have done my master's. It's almost impossible because I would look at my salary, what I was being paid and how much daycare was costing. I tried it for a little bit, even subsidized uh, daycare and it wasn't working, you know, before my mom got here. Because like, by the time you pay $800 and um, you're just a new graduate with a new grad salary, you know, so imagine those who didn't, who don't have, um, you know, maybe you just have high school, right? Or you have a diploma. It becomes impossible. And I see how lots of girls, and I do lots of counseling and, you know, have conversations with a lot of um, young moms. I see lots of girls compromise. They'll say, you know, I really want to go to university, but there's no way I can afford it. So I'm just going to you know, do a diploma or just, just do something quick. So mm-hmm. those dreams end up going in, um, you know, unrealized. And that's why I said, no, I will tell, maybe the unspoken why is I will share my story through the skincare brand. And um, even if we can give one scholarship a year, uh, we know that we're Pushing a single mother um, to access that post-secondary education and maybe change her life and the life of her child. And then, of course, we also partner with moms in Africa, where we put boys and girls through post, like through you know any education, whether it be high school uh, or university. And to date, we've put um, about twenty kids through university in, in, in Africa and I love I mean usually it's, it's the mothers really my partners are the mothers I love the message that I get from the mothers you know like one lady sent me a note and she said you know now I'm also some as somebody in the community you know one son that um, finished university through our support uh, reached out to me and said you know my mother has gained respect as well you know, because the boy finished high school, uh, finished university, and then he's put five of his other siblings. Because I told him, I said, you know, he, cause when I met him, he was begging me, saying, if you give me 60,000 Kenyan shillings, I will be able to, um, like, I'll pay you back as soon as I can. And I said, you don't need to pay me back. That's only $600, but you promise you're going to, you know, pay it forward. And... Mm. Six five kids, so six all together with university degrees with only six hundred my seed was six hundred dollars. It's just it's just so, so heartening to see
0: my gosh, that is incredible. Oh, I'm like chills and emotions. Oh my goodness. Wow. So for our listeners, um, you know, if, if they think that they, you know, this scholarship could potentially be a good fit for them or get involved in this women's empowerment mandate, um, what is a bit of a call to action? Can our listeners get involved somehow? I would
1: love to. So I would say, you know, if you know someone that is uh, going through a war that is struggling and they want to access uh, post-secondary education, please let them email us, you know, go, uh, send an email through at uh, aloha.elibianca.com, go to our website, you know, see what we got, send that application in. Uh, we will want to hear from you because we want to see uh, these statistics change. And then, you know, really the, the other piece is when you're purchasing our products, you're not just investing in the health of your skin, you're also investing um, in creating a better world for women and, and others. So. Head over there, purchase Ellie Bianca because that is really a percentage of that is going on to um, the scholarship.
0: Incredible, incredible. So we've had so many takeaways, Evelyn, from today's conversation. Talking about consistency, being disciplined. You know, luck kind of being manifested from that um, that display of, of both of those elements. Being quick to learn. Um, you know, embedding women into the supply chain. Staying true to your organization's mandate. Um, any other takeaways that you want to share with our audience um, to sort of inspire them, either as they start to build their first business um, or as they navigate some of the challenges of entrepreneurship? What's your final takeaway?
1: You know, I always say there's lots and lots and lots of uh, support out there because another another thing that I've always seen as I'm going through this journey, myself included, is oftentimes we're just like, oh, you know, that grant application is going to take so long and you're so busy working in the business instead of working on your business, you know, and working on your business includes accessing the help there's lots of training out there even during even during the pandemic even though it's being done online get on tap on it create time to tap on resources that are out there so that you can scale up your business and for those of you who are thinking about starting I say don't wait any longer don't wait to be ready. Don't wait. Don't Oh, I'm packaging this presentation. I'm packaging this training. Put that training out if training is, is what you want to put out. Don't let fear hold you back. You gain confidence each day as you move forward. You're going to keep learning. There will always be something you don't know in your business as you grow. So don't let fear hold you back. Get started. And like I said earlier, there's never been a better time than now to start a business as a woman entrepreneur. So get started, scale it up, and um, let's excel together.
0: Amazing. Final words to end on. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Evelyn, for joining us on the Startup Women podcast. It has been such a pleasure um, getting to know you better through our Startup Global program and here through today's uh, Startup Women podcast episode. So thank you for spending so much time with Startup Canada these days.
1: Thank you so much for, for having us. I'm just really excited to be part of this organization. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Women podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, VDC and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook resources for women entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. And visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Rick Spence and plug into the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Kayla Isabel. It's time to choose to challenge the status quo and unleash the economic potential of women.